The complaint is based on a leaked audio recording widely circulated in December 2029, wherein the president is allegedly heard saying that he was aware of how public funds were used for certain political campaigns within the African National Congress. Having analyzed Mr. Dirk's complaint, the PPSA decided to focus the investigation on whether the president violated the code in that he failed to inform all relevant investigative authorities that he had knowledge and evidence regarding the misuse of public funds for the 54th National Conference of the ANC, which was held in 2017. It has been found that the allegation is unsubstantiated. Evidence obtained indicates that prior to the president making these utterances, it was widely reported even in the Zondo Commission, which was public, on the misuse of public funds by the ruling party for party political gains. There is no evidence upon which the PPSA can find that the president contravened any provisions of the code. In the circumstances, the public protected South Africa is satisfied that the utterances of the president in the audio was not in violation with the code. Accordingly, the investigation is, is closed. However, I wish to reflect on the response of the complainant, Mr. Dirks, to the discretionary notice. He is alleging that the PPSA is shielding the president from scrutiny. This allegation is unfounded. He says the president's leaked remarks arose as he was being asked about the funders of the CR17 campaign. It is crucial for us to emphasize that Mr. Dirk's complaint, as you will see in the report, was never about the CR17. In any event, we could not reinvestigate the CR17. Be that as it may, we agree with the Constitutional Court's confirmation in the Amabungani matter earlier on on the Executive Code of Ethics regarding its unconstitutionality insofar as it does not require members of the executive who are subject to the code to disclose donations made to the internal party political election campaign. On allegations of not following due process by Minister Praveen Gordhan in the appointment of his Chief of Staff, this is what Advocate Galeka had to say. On the basis of evidence uncovered during the investigation in the relevant regulatory framework, the Public Protects South Africa found that the Minister did not act in violation with the Executive Code of Ethics when he appointed Ms. Buroto as the Chief of Staff. The Minister appointed Ms. Buroto to the position in question in line with Regulation 66, Subsection 2 and subject to Regulation 67, Subsection 5 of the Public Service Regulations, whereby he sought approval in line with these Public Service Regulations from the former Minister of the Public Service Administration, Minister Senzum Kulu, by way of a deviation for Ms. Buroto's lack of formal qualification for the post of Chief of Staff that is linked to his term of office. The conduct of the minister was therefore not inconsistent with section 96 subsection 2b of the constitution. Consequently, his conduct was not in breach of clause 2.1d and 2.3c d and f of the executive ethics code. And Advocate Taleka also released her officer's report into former Defence Minister Nosiviwema Pisan Ngakula's conduct in ferrying an ANC delegation while on a state visit to Zimbabwe back in 2020.
It is found that Ms. Mapisangmakula's conduct of ferrying the ANC delegation to and from Harare, Zimbabwe, in a SANDF aircraft was in breach of Section 96, Subsection 1C of the Constitution, in a sense that state resources were, were inappropriately used to improperly benefit a political party. Accordingly, Ms. Mapisangmakula's conduct constitutes improper conduct as envisaged in the Constitution and, and a maladministration as contemplated in the Public Protector Act. Regarding the second issue, the PPSA found that certainly the department suffered financial prejudice as a result of Ms. Magpisangagula's conduct of fearing the ANC delegation to and from Zimbabwe in the SANDF aircraft. The state incurred travel financial costs as a result of the trip to and from Harare, Zimbabwe. The department has since calculated the amount due by the ANC rather using paragraphs 1.8 of the Guide for Executive Members uh, of 2019. The amount is 105,545 rand 46 cents. On the 30th of September 2020, the ANC reimbursed the department the said amount for the cost incurred for their delegation. In view of the above, Ms. Mapisangagula's conduct of fearing or giving lift to the ANC delegation on the SANDF aircraft constituted an improper advantage and or unlawful enrichment to the ANC as envisaged in the Public Protector Act. To appropriately remedy this improper conduct, maladministration, unlawful enrichment, or receipt of improper advantage, the President must, within 30 days of receipt of this report, give an instruction for the issuance of a directive for compliance with the ministerial handbook in terms of Section 85.2 of the Constitution to handle the practice of giving lists to ensure that cabinet members and deputy ministers act within the confines of section 92 subsection 3a of the constitution at all times when dealing with state resources no remedial action is taken against Mapisang Magula as the president had already admonished her and directed that her salary for three months be forfeited to the Solidarity Fund. Furthermore, no remedial action is being taken in respect of the recovery of the cost of the trip from the ANC as the party had already paid the amount determined. And lastly, the acting public protector advocate, uh, Kolega Traleka, uh, defended alleged uh, delays in the investigation of the Palapala game farm saga, pleading with the public to be patient. The investigation is making good progress. That I can assure you. Historically, the PPSA has never completed an EMEA investigation within 30 days. For instance, the state capture investigation took seven months at PPSA, plus the further four years at the Zondo Commission of Inquiry to complete. Further, the Ngantla investigation took more than two years, whereas the Busasa CR-17 matter took eight months. And as we know, this matter was set aside on the basis of the criticism on how we went about in our investigation due diligence. The Palapala investigation, which is the newest investigation on our EMEA role, is now approaching four months, and it is one of the several EMEA investigations that are active in the system, some of which exceed 40 months. We call upon the public to rest assured that we have covered a lot of ground and we are receiving cooperation from all stakeholders involved. I am advised by the investigation team that 
we have already accumulated information that has filled seven arch liver files. The team has since been reinforced and is now comprised of the chief investigator, a senior investigator, both of whom report to an executive manager who in turn reports to the acting chief operations officer who is overall responsible for investigations. This team is working around the clock to ensure the finalization of this matter within a reasonable time and yet produce a report that will stand the test of scrutiny. Well, that was the acting public protector advocate, Kolega uh, Tralega, speaking during a media briefing earlier today, uh, detailing a portion of 29 reports which her office released today.